Welcome to Enduring Words with David Guzik, a daily devotional podcast brought to you by Enduring Word. Today I want to talk to you about what God can do at the drying brook. You'll see what I mean when I read to you from 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 7, which says this, And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. God used this prophet Elijah to speak forth his word against a corrupt regime. The regime was so corrupt that after his bold announcement, you'll find it in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, that they wanted to kill him. So God sent his servant away to a safe place by a flowing brook or stream where he was miraculously fed by ravens. It was a time of rest, restoration, and learning for Elijah as God stretched his faith and his thinking through those ravens. Then we come to verse 7 and we find that after a while the brook dried up. It didn't happen suddenly. It happened after a while. We can picture Elijah sitting by the brook day by day, observing that the water level slowly dropped and the speed of the flow began to slow. Elijah saw the flow of the brook slow down until it dried up. His source of water was gone. Why did it happen? It happened as a direct result of his own prayers. Read it for yourself. It says, because there had been no rain in the land. This was the drought Elijah prayed for. Perhaps when he first prayed, he didn't know how the answer to the prayer would affect him personally, but now he certainly knew. It isn't easy when God's gracious and righteous answer to your prayers brings hardship upon yourself. Nevertheless, he did not pray for the rain to come again, not even for his own survival. He kept the purpose of God first even when it adversely affected him. We can regard Elijah's experience as an illustration of something that many Christians experience, what F.B. Meyer called the drying brook. F.B. Meyer wrote this. He said, Ah, it's hard to sit beside a drying brook, much harder than to face the prophets of Baal on Carmel. Meyer also mentioned different kinds of drying brooks that we might experience. There's the drying brook of popularity, ebbing away as from John the Baptist. There's the drying brook of health, sinking under a creeping paralysis or a slow consumption. There's the drying brook of money, slowly dwindling before the demands of sickness or bad debts or other people's extravagance. There's the drying brook of friendship, which for long has been diminishing and threatens soon to cease. It takes a special grace, a unique work of the Spirit of God to see the brook dry up in front of you and to bear it with godly endurance. You see, we like to see things move from one success to another, from glory to glory. But there are times when God knows that the drying brook is exactly best for us. He didn't bring you to that place out of anger or punishment. Indeed, we might say that Elijah had to live by that brook because he had a special closeness with God. 
the season of the drying brook became a season of higher education and deeper experience for Elijah. I like what F.B. Meyer wrote. He said, why does God let them dry? He wants us to teach us not just to trust in his gifts, but in himself. He wants to drain us of ourself as he drained the apostles by 10 days of waiting before Pentecost. He wants to loosen our roots before he removes us to some other sphere of service and education. He wants to put in stronger contrast the river of throne water that never dries. Again, those are words from F.B. Meyer. But friends, the point is clear. If God has placed you beside a drying brook, don't despise it. Let it work its perfect work. God can give you the grace to do that, and he can give it to you today. Thanks for listening to Enduring Words with David Guzik. For more information about David's ministry, visit EnduringWord.com.